Jesus is, in a, Jesus is in a manger. They spread the word to everybody. Um, and they were, all the people that heard it were amazed. And actually, you can see that the shepherds were deeply impacted as well. Mary said, it says in the passage, that she treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen and all that they had been told. You know, notice, and this is a posture we can have this morning, notice that the shepherds, they heard well from angels and they shared it with people and they were amazed and it is an amazing and powerful story one that we've heard so many times maybe it's lost that but it is an amazing and powerful story um, and I guess what we need to do this morning is to take a moment to go wow okay angels came into a sky to give a message that was worth listening to the context verse 8 for this shepherds they were sitting on a hillside probably rather have been asleep keeping watch over their flocks at night but for us we need to set it in our context December 2019, what does it look like? Because the shepherds were in normal life and they were interrupted. Are we willing to let God interrupt us this morning or this Christmas to say, hey, I've got something I want to talk to you about? Because I think in our society, maybe just in general, one of our greatest fears is that when something moves out of our everyday, our normality, we relinquish control of that. And we love to have control, don't we? And the shepherds had to leave their normal to meet Christ the Lord, to think, to perceive, to ponder. Are we willing to leave our normal way of approaching a passage like this to think, to perceive, and to ponder? So this, this, this week... I had uh, a conversation. I'm going to share something. I didn't realize. I thought Amy would be in the crash at the back. She's just there. It's going to be okay. Um, I think in our marriage, uh, one of the main problems that we have, I have, is my inability to listen well. I think I'm getting better. You can ask her afterwards. I think I'm getting better. I'll say, oh, what's happening about this? And Amy will say, I told you about that last week. I told you about that a couple of days ago. I've told you about that before. And I heard, probably, but I didn't really listen. I didn't hear well. I didn't let it sink in. Two days ago, not knowing I was going to use this illustration in the talk, Amy said, I think I'm going to have to start writing things down for you and leaving them on a board where you can go and read things when you want to know something. It's hard, isn't it? How did the shepherds respond well? Unlike me, well, they, they heard well, they listened But then it led them to action as well. It said, let's go to Bethlehem and see. They investigated quickly. When the angels had gone and that bit was over, they went. They did something about it and they came and saw. And maybe you guys in the new year could come and see the claims of Christianity at Alpha. We're starting that in January. And if you believe that they are true, then you believe that they're life-changing, then why not invite somebody to come to Alpha? Come along with them so that they can come and see what the claims of Christianity are and how this story of a baby at Christmas has the amazing opportunity to transform every area of our lives. Hearing well leads to action. Once they found him, they spread the word about everything that they had seen. They decided this news was good enough to share and finally they praised God. It says they returned glorifying and praising God. They could not contain their worship. Now it's fair to say that shepherds, we hear this quite a lot around Christmas, were, were lowly in culture. They were not the ones that you kind of would sought after to become a shepherd. It wasn't well paid. It wasn't nice hours. It was smelly. It was cold. It wasn't something that kind of in and of itself gave them a right to respect as it were. So you could say, well, their response to worship makes sense because they're so low. And so actually seeing anyone that could be a king would be a big deal. 
Let's just jump out of this passage for a minute and go to another well-known character, which is the Magi, the wise men. Because they were right up here. They, they had status, they were intelligent. In fact, the Bible talks about when they entered the city of Jerusalem, that Jerusalem was stirred. Kind of like a celebrity might stir a room if they walk in, or something like that. These guys were well-known. And yet, if you read in, in the Bible, you see that their response was exactly the same as the shepherds, to bow down and worship. Worship is not just the correct response at Christmas. It's the only one that really makes sense if we're believing that Jesus is the king of the world. And if we hear this story well today, it will lead us to worship. Our destination today is the same as the characters in this story, to worship Jesus. Mary gives us another way to hear well this morning. The shepherds told Mary what happened. The Bible says that she treasured it up and pondered it in her heart. The word ponder is deeper, it's, it's more, it's putting it in context, it's connecting things together, it's thinking something out. And this treasure, the idea of treasuring something, is an emotive, emotional thing. It's not a, a technique, but an attitude. What is our attitude towards Christmas? Mary treasured it in her heart, and that's a model to us as to how we should receive the word of God at Christmas time, is to treasure it, to ponder it. What would it change if we did that, even this week? As we travel around the country visiting family, as we interact with extended family, as we worry over gift giving and receiving gifts and being doing that face you do where you not really like it, but you have to pretend you do. No, just me? Really? Okay, cool. Um, longer term, in our prayer lives and in our walk with God, how would changing our posture and saying, I'm going to treasure this, ponder it, think it through, how would it change what our lives look like? You know, the, the shepherds had to get here somehow. So we're going to look through the passage just before to work out how they came to respond so well. What kind of stuff were they reacting to? Um, back in page 1027, if you want to look, verse 13. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace is declared. Does anyone remember the Sainsbury's advert from maybe four, maybe five years ago? Um, it kept depicting Christmas Day 1914 during World War I where a peace was called and humanity provided a moment of warmth that would live forever as people came out of the trenches and played a game of football on Christmas Day. Enemies the day before, enemies the day after. But on that day they declared a peace. And there's a reality this Christmas that in this passage... A peace is being spoken about at the first Christmas. It would only need to be spoken about if there was conflict. Like in World War I, there was conflict, so you had to de declare a peace. This Christmas declaration by the angels isn't just a peace, hey. This is groundbreaking. This is huge. A declaration of peace where there had been conflict, peace on earth between man and between God. Something was shifting. We are in that right now. This was a shift. This was huge. But actually what this is about is the reality that Christmas in this first time and right now we can lean in to discovering that this peace that was being declared over 2,000 years ago, that Jesus came to seek and save the lost, to take the place of sin so that we could have a relationship with God. That's what Christmas is really about. Peace being declared, but it's what that actually means that is the thing that changes, that we can know fullness of life in God and life forever. So not a small thing. And this is the gift of Jesus this Christmas, a free gift, but not to the giver. It cost him 
his life. And even beyond that this Christmas, through the grace of God, we are commissioned as peacemakers. If you know Jesus today, we are commissioned as peacemakers, agents of reconciliation. Christmas for the characters in this story and Christmas for us means that the grace of God, through the grace of God, peace is available. They got it. Will we? This Christmas, will you make peace with God and be willing to be a bringer of peace to those around you in, in turbulent political times? Will we be bringers of peace? In Christmas times, when it can all get a bit fun, can't it? Will we be bringers of peace? So the first thing is make peace. The second thing, fear not. Back into the passage, verse 9. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And in this narrative, the shepherds were rightly afraid, sitting, sleeping on the hillside, and then boom, an angel. Can you imagine the terror? I think in that moment, I would have had everything going through my head that I'd ever said or done wrong and then prepared myself to be smited. Because that is terrifying. I made my uh, four-year-old jump earlier this week. She's called Sophie. Uh, She was putting on a top, and it was the bit where it was stuck on her head so she couldn't see anything, and I thought, this is an opportunity. So I went really close to her face, and as she pulled it through, I went, boo. She wasn't happy. Um, She said, Daddy, you scared me. And I felt a bit bad, and then I thought, well, it's a good sermon illustration, so I got over it really quick. But... She was scared. I think afraid was a little bit of a stretch, but imagine the difference between me and an angel in the dark, in the middle of the night, when you thought you were supposed to be asleep. Because for them, an angel of the Lord appeared and God's glory was there. And for the shepherds, remember they were amazed. We learned earlier that this moment deeply impacted them to action. But first they were afraid. They were petrified. No, okay. I actually told myself I wouldn't do that, but I did it anyway. (laughs) Back into the past. Not just a fear of the unusual, okay? Not just a fear of the unusual, but a fear of something holy. A fear of something holy. Being alienated from God by sin fundamentally leads to fear, but yet the angel's first words are, this first Christmas and to us today, do not be afraid, fear not. Good news, great joy, all people, look at what I am saying to you. Look at what I'm showing you. Peace is coming, hope is coming, fear not, but look. Because to not fear, we need to perceive. Behold, a child has been born. And guys, when we behold how God came as a child, this changes everything. C.S. Lewis put it like this, I think it's going to come up on the screen. If there is a God who created us, then we could not discover him by going up into the air. God would not relate to humans in the same way the man on the second floor relates to the man on the first floor. He would relate to us in the way that Shakespeare relates to Hamlet. Shakespeare is the creator of Hamlet's world and of Hamlet himself. Hamlet can know about Shakespeare only if the author reveals information about himself in the play. So too, the way that we are to know about God is if God has revealed himself. And the claim of Christianity is infinitely more wonderful than that. God did not just write information about himself. 
he wrote himself into the drama of history. He came to here as Jesus to save us, to die for us. As we behold that, it changes us. As we behold that, it changes us. As we ponder and treasure, I'm going to invite the band to come up and join me. But as we ponder this, it changes everything. The angel is saying to us this morning, you want relief from your fear? Behold, look at Christmas. The angel is saying, you want to know joy? It says there's great joy. Behold, look at Christmas. The angel is saying, you want peace to abound in your life? Behold, look at Christmas. Look at what he did. Because to the degree that we behold it, grasp it, treasure it, ponder it in our hearts, to that degree, our fears will diminish, our joy will increase, and our peace will abound. And as we continue to ponder and treasure this, can I invite you guys to stand with me? Because we're going to respond by singing after I've said a short prayer. We're going to sing A Little Town of Bethlehem, which is so many words that we can remember this amazing news. Great joy to all people that we can fear not and we can know peace and we can be carriers of that peace. So God, I pray this Christmas where we need to know your peace, that you will, you will show us that. Where we need to be peacemakers, that you will convict us of that. Where in our lives we want to know more of your joy, I pray that you'll be increasing your joy in us. And God, where there are things that we're worried about and fearful of this Christmas, help us to place those fears firmly in your hands.